I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. to our show welcome welcome, welcome. is that like a new thing welcome to our show it could be i was driving home from work the other day and i was listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and i was just like i just started singing in the car i was like welcome to our show and i was like <laughs> okay. "Ooh, oh that's fancy <laughs> i was like that'd be kind of cool if we, if we did that so i just did it just to see what you do yeah, that's the fancy fancy. Fancy. I like it. I like it. But we already sing, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we won't have to have more, or we could have more. <gasps> we could do it. We could start a singing podcast. <laughs> We're going to sing everything. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, for my for episode. Your episode. My episode today, we are going to do... Because we realized that I've been doing all hauntings, or we've been, like, I have two murders that just haven't been posted yet, but I keep posting my hauntings, and Chelsea has only done murders so far, and we kind of got ourselves in a little kick, and we were like, oh, we got changed up a bit, so we're, because <laughs> we're starting to be like, Chelsea does the murders, and I do the paranormal, and that's not how it's going to be, but that's how it's been. We don't have rules, we just kind of do what we want, because... Right, like we're just doing whatever, but then it was like, oh, we don't want to just do one or the other. Like, yeah. we want to do both. We just haven't been. We just haven't yet. <laughs> so, today, mine is not a murder or a ghost story, <gasps> but it's a crazy story. It's a crazy world. <clears throat> I'm scared. Shut up. Yes. So, did you say shut up? I did. Oh, <laughs> well. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> so she's not. <laughs> I am too. Um, I'm gonna be doing The Watcher. Have you heard of The Watcher? I don't think so. Okay, so most of this information I got came from the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode because uh-huh. I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. It's great. Unsolved. <laughs> <laughs> You already, and you know this, you know everything I do is unsolved. I'm basically unsolved mysteries. Unsolved Deidre. Just... (laughs) This is what you should be like. You should be like, today on Unsolved with Deidre. Yes. (laughs) This is just... Oh, I love a good unsolved. So much, so many loose ends. Okay, enough about it. We're going to (laughs) start. So... <clears throat> for the Bradises, buying 657 Boulevard was their dream home. Mm-hmm. Like they've, they've done it. They've got their dream house. Mm-mm. Okay? And that's the name of it. 657 Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Not Boulevard Street, West Boulevard. Like, it's literally just 657 Boulevard, Westfield, New Jersey. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. So anyway, Maria Broadus was raised in Westfield, and the house 
657 Boulevard, was a few blocks away from her childhood home. Derek, her husband, came from a working class family in Maine. He moved his way up at an insurance company in Manhattan, becoming a senior vice president, making enough money to afford the $1.3 million house. Dang. Yeah. It's a... Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. Is it? It doesn't look to me like it's worth $1.3 but we're also from Kentucky. Uh-uh. I can't. <laughs> where a $1.3 million house here is going to look like a castle. Yeah. Whereas in New Jersey, it looks like... Your house. A five- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Your house. <laughs> it looks like a $500,000 house here. Or $600,000. Mm-hmm. It don't look like a $1.3 million. Um. Well, I know where I'm not going to be living if I ever get rich. <laughs> no, literally, like, when you look up Westfield, it is, like, that's a normal range yeah. of house, like, how much a house would cost there. Hmm, that's it's a crazy. Very, yeah, it's a very, like, rich neighborhood, well, rich city. You know why I ain't never going to live. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't afford it. So, and it's funny because one of my other cases that I haven't done yet is in Westfield as well. Huh. So there's some there's some strange stuff going on up there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple of things happen in this rich town. Okay. So, the Broadduses had bought 657 Boulevard just after Derek celebrated his 40th birthday. And their three kids were already wondering which of the house's fireplaces... Just bougie. Which fireplace is Santa Claus going to use? Like, they were literally uh-uh. thinking that. Like, do you think he'll come in this one or that one? Or... So it's just this fancy to live the life to live yeah which which fireplace is santa gonna come down it was like i guess santa's coming through the front door of the trailer like that's how <laughs> i grew up but anyway um so this is an excerpt <laughs> gosh front door of the trailer <laughs> he coming through the trailer's front door or the back door those are the two options there was not a fireplace i had a front back and side door but that was it yeah no fireplace which i mean fireplaces are common in some houses but not in a trailer back they in are the now 90s. i was gonna yeah. say was, back in the now. 90s now shoot the trailer be nice in this uh-huh. people's houses okay yeah, mm-hmm. you can't sleep on them no more no judgment tornadoes still probably get them but the still t- <laughs> <laughs> tornadoes still take it up but it looked nice <laughs> up in the nice. air <laughs> that's horrible i'm sorry and i'm not judging anybody that lives in a trailer i grew up in a trailer i live in a trailer right now yeah like chelsea live in a trailer we ain't bashing nobody we ain't bashing anybody and if you feel like we are sorry and we're sorry if your house if your trailer got picked up in a tornado that's awful oh yeah because my house like we done had a kind of stuff happen to other people's houses we know so Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a place of uh mal intent no okay so anyway um what I'm about to read you is an excerpt of a letter that was left in the mailbox of the house in June of 2014. Uh-huh. So they hadn't moved in yet, but they were doing renovations to the house. Uh-huh. So all the mail they were getting was like junk mail, random stuff, you know. They weren't really getting a lot of mail. And then there's this white card-shaped envelope that was addressed in thick, clunky handwriting to the new owner opens the mailbox there's an envelope the new owner is written on the front dearest new neighbor at 657 boulevard allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood how did you end up here did 657 boulevard call to you with its force within Uh -uh. 
657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 20s, and my father watched the house in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I can't with the house. <laughs> With yeah. your facial expressions and stuff. I'm giving it I'm giving you face. Nobody else can see it but you. It's all for you. Okay. The letter this letter, first of all, what is happening? Like you just moved in and somebody's saying all this stuff. What is going on? I'm just saying, if I ever got a letter like that, I'll be moving. I would not even yeah. Like, well, we packing up again. Like, go, just don't eat. Just nope. Just stop. Just leave it because we're not staying here. Okay. So the letter also mentioned specifics about the Broadus family. You have children. I've seen them. So far, I think that there are three that I've counted. Do you need to fill the house with the, the young blood I requested? Better, Why are you gonna say it like that? Why? <laughs> the young blood. That's not like, hey, young blood. This is like the young blood. Yeah, like creepy young blood. Yeah. Better for me. That's what he says. Better for me. Or them. Because obviously we don't know who did this. <laughs> was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. The author signed the letter in cursive writing, The Watcher. After receiving these letters, the Broadus family reached out to John and Andrea Woods. They're the ones who sold them the house. Mm -hmm. They said they had never received any type of letter like that in the 23 years that they lived there, except once, a few days before they moved out. They never felt watched or even felt like they should lock their door. But they just threw the letter away out in the trash and didn't think anything about it. Like, and so I couldn't find out what was in their letter. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just... Why would you not think anything of it? Yeah. That's the thing that gets me. I'm like, um... Like, you're not going to think... You're not going to wonder why, like, someone's writing you about, like, them... Mm. Yeah. I was like, okay, well... So, the Woods family went with the Broaddus family, after all this happened, to the cops and told them what was going on. Uh, they told them not to tell anyone about the letter, since... All the neighbors are suspects. Yeah. Like, we don't know who did it. Everyone's a suspect. Everyone's a sus. Everyone's sus. Okay. So, two weeks later, they received another letter in the mail that included more details about the family, including their name, though it was misspelled, the children's birth order, and their nicknames. No. The author also mentioned seeing their daughter painting on an enclosed porch, asking if she is the artist in the mm -hmm. family. I forgot about that. Why are you so creepy? Why? First of all, quit looking at my paintings. Second of all... Yeah, quit looking at my daughter <laughs> on the porch. Exactly. Don't be asking questions about my daughter whose, whose nickname you know. That's, yeah, that's... he. They close. They gotta be close. Yeah, that's... Or lurking. Insane. I mean, some people only call their kids by their nicknames, like... But... <sighs> it doesn't seem like they do. So, like... It's just creepy. It's creepy that you know all of their nicknames. Well, there goes a loud truck. Coming in hot. Coming in hot on the mics, probably. Okay. So, other parts of the letter 
read, It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Mm-mm. Will the young blood play in the basement? Mm-mm. Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? Mm-mm. I would be very afraid if I were them. Mm-hmm. It is far away from the rest of the house. Mm. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. No. See, why do you even have to say that? I. This person, their intentions are not known. Like, we don't know. Why are you even contacting me? Because you're watching the house. You're letting me know you're watching the house. And then you're asking all these questions. And then, like, it gets super creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's creepy from the jump. But it just keeps on. So, then he's... They are saying... They. They. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Plan what? What you planning? What are you planning? I thought you were just watching the house. Now you... What's your plan? And the person knows the house because they're like, well, yeah, who's going to have the bedroom facing the street, uh-huh. which I mean, you can tell if somebody's got a bedroom facing the street. Like if you, if they leave the blinds open, yeah. you know, it's, but the attic or the second floor, or are you all going to sleep on the second floor? Which means they know that there's enough rooms on the second floor where everybody yeah. can stay. I'm going to tell you right now, if my, if I ever, if that ever happened to my, my mom and dad and I, and I was a kid and I knew about it at the time. I'll be moving in with Memo. And yeah, Pepper. I'll be like, I'm going to go stay with Granny because y'all aren't going to have me out y'all here. Got me cur- y'all got me <laughs> in this yeah. house. Are you talking about, am I the artist? No. You won't see me again. I will not come back. Because I, I remember when I was little, we when we lived in the trailer, we had a carport. And uh, my dad always locked the van because it was three of us. But we had a van. I'm not sure why we needed a van. <laughs> but it was great for me being an only child because I got to sit they in They were the... fun. Yeah. Well, I got to sit in any seat I wanted because there were no other children. Yeah. So I could sit in the left captain chair or the right captain mm-hmm. chair. Or I could stretch out in the back. Yeah, you the... didn't have my brother and sister and fighting, fighting over, over the seat. I got any seat I wanted. I, I could... want to get in the very back. No, I do. <laughs> Yeah, no. Like the backpack was fun. Yeah, I oh I'd be stretched out. I'd have a pillow, a blanket. Like mm-hmm. I had the whole van to myself. <laughs> Don't know why we needed a van, but I didn't. It wasn't like I had a bunch of friends back then that we were like hauling around or nothing. It was literally just me yeah. in the back. I can't. But anyway, my dad left it unlocked, and someone broke in. Someone. Oh, yeah, I got all the CDs and stuff. <laughs> they took, my dad is a big music fan, and he had one of those, like, dollar store bins full of CDs. So, I mean, it was like 50 CDs in there that he'd collected from when CDs were first yeah. made. <laughs> like I'd be so upset. He, they stole Which, I mean, so many of them. At the end of, of the them. day, just lucky nothing bad happened. Yeah, like, they it's, just... I'd be so mad. Yeah, it was like they were casing the neighborhood because we always locked it. And the one night we didn't lock it. And they just left the door open, let the battery run down. Y'all disrespectful for that. Oh, my God. Yeah, my aunt could see that the... She could see our house from her house. And she called and she was like, hey, y'all's van door is wide open. And I was terrified. I was like, they're going to come in and kill me. Like, I was freaking (laughs) out. So, yeah, if this happened to me, no. 
sorry we went off on that long tangent but anyway like I would not be staying in this house period Mm-mm. period so after receiving this second letter they stopped bringing the kids around and put a hold on their plans to move into the house a couple of weeks later a third letter comes to the house where have you gone to 657 Boulevard is missing you when they mention 657 Boulevard, it freaks me out. Like, why do you have to name... Like, why do you have to say that? Like, the house. Like, it's, you're already being creepy enough. That makes it creepier. Stop. <coughs> no, they're literally like, the house misses you. Like, the house is a persona. It's imbo- Like, it's a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Ooh. And he just knows all about it. Like that or movie. Or she. Smart House. Yeah, like... Like, this is Pam from Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> like... We miss you. Like, no. So, by the end of the year, the investigation had hit a wall. There was no evidence or trail that they could use to find out who the author was. Like, they just didn't know. And it was taking its toll on the family. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, Derek's depressed. Maria's therapist says she's suffering from PTSD and they're both paranoid. Which, I mean, (laughs) I've been... Everywhere I looked, I'd have been like, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Everybody's paranoid, PTSD, which I mean, that is traumatizing. Oh, yeah. So, six months after buying the house, they decided not to move in and that they're going to sell it. They also sued the Woods family for not disclosing the threatening letter they'd received. Mm -hmm. They're like, how are you not going to tell us about this? So, a local reporter found the complaint and it contained excerpts of the letters which is how we were able to see them now. Because, right. like, you, you, you cannot. Soldier Boy Tell. Hey, you can't find the entire letter. So, like, that's why everything I'm saying is all broken up because mm-hmm. there's not the full letter. Like, the full letter has not been released. So. Which, why? Like, that, they're probably dead right now anyway. Who? No, this, no, this happened in 2014. I mean, I know, like, they could be dead by now, though. Oh, like, the watcher? But they just won't, like, the family never released it. It was just excerpts of it were in that complaint, and then this reporter found it. So, like, nobody's ever just posted it. They they were keeping it kind of to themselves because, you know, they're, like, all freaked out and stuff. And so this reporter finds it, and he does a story about it. And it becomes this viral sensation causing like a media circus to swarm around the house, which is how we all found out about it. So with all this going on, now they can't find a buyer because everyone's like, I'm not trying to live there and I don't blame them. Like, no, I'm not buying this house. So they considered selling the house to a developer so they could tear it down and split the property into two plots. So like, just completely get rid of the house and make it two plots that they can build new houses on. But the two plots would be less than three feet too small for the mandated size of the neighborhood. So like this tells you what kind of neighborhood this is. This isn't just like some, like there are dimensions of what the plots have to be to be in this neighborhood. And they were less than three feet too small and they're like "Eh." Crazy. they appealed the rule to the neighborhood planning board. There's a neighborhood planning board. <laughs> These are things that like are unheard of for us. Like mm-hmm. 
I've heard of it. It's like yeah. HOA. Like the HOA is a thing. And some people have to pay the fees for the neighborhood. And you can't yeah. have, I mean, well, living up here where I live in the city, you can't have your, like, your grass cannot be so high. Yeah. And they'll mow it and you'll have to pay for it if you don't mow it. Like they're not playing. But I don't have an HOA. I don't know if there's a neighborhood planning board, but there could be. But this neighborhood planning board rejected their proposal. They're like, nope, th- three feet too small, not even, canceled. Yeah. You ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. So Maria was really upset by all this. And she said, she's quoted saying, this is my town. I grew up here. I chose to raise my kids here. You know what we've been through. You had the ability two and a half years into a nightmare to make it a little better. And you've decided that this house is more important than we are. Yeah. Which, like, I would feel that way. I would have, too. Like, I, like you, your town that you grew up in, you probably know the people there, and someone's taunting you, and you want to just get, get it over with. You're trying to... Because, I mean, this is a $1.3 million house. Like, yeah. their money is all in it. They mm-hmm. can't just leave. And if word got out, like, no one's going to buy it. Yeah, like, they're or stuck. Buy it. Yeah. So, they're trying to do what they can to move on with their lives and everybody's like mm, tough cookie yeah <laughs> okay suck it up buttercup yeah i'm like you eat this buttercup how about that <laughs> how about you eat this buttercup and let me tear this house down i'll i'll arson right now i'll set a match <laughs> i'll set a match to it right now i'll arson up that house <laughs> i'm just kidding i would never do that right like nobody's committing arson Could you imagine someone taking a clip of that and like well, listen to what she said in. your honor i'm dousing right now <laughs> like um that was in a podcast and we didn't mean it so crazy stuff so get this in 2018 the westfield planning board approved splitting up a different lot around the corner from 657 boulevard that required a larger exception than the broadest family requested and they did that one low down mm. Cold-blooded. <laughs> I'm like, y'all so disrespectful for that. So we're jumping back a little bit. Um, in the spring of 2016, almost two years before the first letter appeared, the family found some... After. <laughs> I was like, What? In the spring of 2016, almost two years after the first letter appeared, the family found someone to rent out the house. The family had two large dogs, fully grown children, and they had a clause that the Broadduses had written in that let them out of the lease if another letter arrived. Two weeks later, another letter arrived. My God. To... To the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Uh-uh. First of all, who you coming at like that? Don't call my wife a wench. How dare Like, what is going on? 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my lead. No, excuse me. See, I done got all hyped and I done messed it <laughs> She getting in it. 
I'm really getting in it. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Uh-uh. First of all, you too souped up because you won't even show your face. All hail the yeah. watcher. Okay. The letter continued. And this is where it gets real. It's like, whoa, it's just a house. Okay. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Mm -mm. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You're despised by the house and the watcher won. Mm -mm. What is... Don't be talking about somebody's pets dying and family members and a mild illness that never goes away. Like, so. They're just doing too much. They're they're doing the most. Doing the most, mostest. It's real crazy. So, there's like other excerpts. There's other parts of the letters that um, you can find them. These are just kind of like the main parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, Like he, there's a part where they talk about like their car that they have. And like, I could be, I watch the house all the time. I may be in a car passing by. I may be walking down the street. You may see me and you'll never know. Like there's all kinds of stuff that he says. So like go online for sure. And like try to find somewhere that has like the most amount of like excerpts from the letters yeah because they're crazy but now for some suspects so they talked about this and they named this suspect the gamer um i don't think any of these people's names are released Mm -hmm. so i saw where one website called them the gamer as well as buzzfeed so i don't know who did what first but i'm going with buzzfeed the gamer buzzfeed (laughs) Around 11 p.m. one night, cops were watching the house and a car suspiciously stopped outside the house. The car was traced back to a young woman from a town close by. Her boyfriend's house was on the same block as 657 Boulevard. The woman told investigators that her boyfriend was into some really dark video games, including possibly one where he played a character called The Watcher. Now, this is all according to a police officer that is, like, recalling all of this from what she told him. Mm -hmm. So, this isn't, like, written down anywhere. Like, it could have gotten misconstrued somewhere. Because there's a video game called The Witcher, which is now a Netflix show. Huh. With uh, Henry Cavill. Mm. Fine. He's Superman. Henry Cavill is Superman. The newest one. Just, we'll just have to look up a picture of him because he's fun one honey Mm -mm. anyway so we aren't sure like you know how people are people will say stuff wrong people who don't you know it was the watcher and it could have easily been the witcher and this girl's (laughs) like like there they could be like he does some weird video game called the witcher like carrie Uh our friend carrie i mean i i would do the same thing yeah like it it's it could easily happen like when carrie said final fantasy four 
and he meant Final Destination yeah. 4. Like, this could have <laughs> easily been one of those moments. So we don't know. But the gamer agreed to be questioned by police, but then he never showed up to the station. And the cops felt like they didn't have enough evidence to bring him in on their own, so he has never been questioned. That's insane. Mm-hmm. The next suspect is Michael Langford. Derek began to suspect him when they went to a cookout not too long after the first letter arrived at the house. Uh-huh. Michael lived in the house next door, which belonged to his 90-year-old mother. Mm-hmm. Several of her adult children in their 60s lived with her as well. So it's like just a whole little group, just yeah, a mom it, and her kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had lived in that house since the 60s, which is when the author said his father started watching, watching the, the house. house. Michael's father died 12 years before the letter started, which could have been why the watcher claimed to have done the job of watching for the better part of two decades. Mm -hmm. Langford was also known to scare new neighbors by walking through their yards and peeking through their windows. Oh, ratchet. Why? Oh, that's Michael. Oh, look, Peeping Tom. He's coming for another look. Peeping Michael, what? Why? Why are people so strange? I don't know. So, like, just evidence incriminating, just incriminating himself. So, due to the position of his mother's house and the Broadus's house, 657 Boulevard, he would have had a. <laughs> that was a 657 Boulevard. <laughs> he would have had a perfect view of the easel they had oh, sat mm-hmm. on the porch for their daughter that the second letter referenced. Police questioned Michael after the first letter, but he denied to know, you know, anything that was going on, and there was little evidence to connect him. Since he was interviewed before the second letter, it would be really risky for him to just keep on writing the letters. Right, yeah. Because they were already on his case about Mm -hmm. it. So, people who knew him also thought he was incapable of writing the letters. I don't know what Uh, uh, (laughs) that sound kind of (laughs) shady. Like, no, he's not capable. Well, maybe something... I don't know. I mean, some of the adult children still lived at home, so maybe it was just <coughs> something that... I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if it was like... They weren't like the smartest. Yeah, well, not like... That there's, not that they weren't the smartest, but I don't know how to word it without people yeah. thinking I'm being mean. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, maybe he... Like, maybe... He had like a mental maybe disability. He just didn't, there you go. Maybe he just didn't like writing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe like I don't know if they're being shady or if they're like he's mentally incapable or if they're right. like he's not that smart to say yeah, cause like I'm, he doesn't speak this way. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. But either way, people were like he's incapable of doing this, but he's also creepy. Like why are you peeping in people's yeah. windows? Just stop doing that altogether. So. The Broadus family, working with the police, sent a letter to the Langfords telling them they were planning on demolishing the house in hopes of drawing out the watcher to write again. One of the envelopes that they had from the watcher had the DNA of a woman on it, so they thought it could have been Michael's sister, Abby. They took the DNA from one of her water bottles 
and it wasn't a match. Oh so they really, like, the, the police love to take a secret uh-huh. water bottle. They love to take something out the trash and do a little swipey you, you swipe. You throw something in the trash right around the corner of the popo. They coming out and they gonna get it. They gonna get it. Like, it's literally public domain at that point. I think like, it's the funniest thing. Yes, it I love it. I up. love it. Especially so, people that you know are guilty and it just makes you so mad that they can't, that they're getting away with stuff and then it's like, <laughs> Yep. Like, oh, you threw you. away that water oh, bottle? You, oh, you thought you were smart, huh, didn't you? You yeah, thought you, you smart? You, you thought you were going to get away with it. You forgot about you that. You threw that water bottle away at Hobby Lobby, <laughs> Golden State Killer. Literally just threw away a water bottle or a cup of coffee, and they were like, which, that's them uh-uh. swiping. The, <laughs> they were like, got him. So, but this time it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't got right. him. <laughs> they didn't get him this time because the DNA didn't match. So... After the DNA test, prosecutors told the family that they had ruled out any of the Langfords from being the watcher. They're like, it's not them. The last suspects are the broadest family themselves. Mm-hmm. Locals have found it very suspicious that the broadest family was able to move from a $315,000 home to a $770,000 home to a $1.3 million home with refinanced mortgages. Some accuse them of getting in over their heads with the home and turning to a desperate ploy to get out of it. Some neighbors wondered why the Broaddus family kept renovating the house when they had no intentions of moving in. Uh, And then major movie studios began asking for the rights to their story. Um, They were wondering, like, a big media deal could have been a reason for them to keep the watcher going. Mm -hmm. So the Christmas... So this is... We're going back in time a little bit. The Christmas after the planning commission rejected their plan to split the plot in two, um, the people who had protested their plan received letters in the mail that were titled Friends of the Broadest Family. Mm-mm. So kind of like The Watcher, but was titled that. Yeah. These letters turned out to be written by Derek Broadus, the dad. Derek claims those letters were the only anonymous letters he wrote. And that they were a result of years of frustration from the watcher and the neighborhood seeming unbothered by what they were going through. But like, but were they really? I don't know. And somebody said the psychological trauma alone that they had from the letters seems like they wouldn't be the watcher. Like there was, like people knew. Like the therapist was like, she's got PTSD, which I mean. I feel like to an extent, yeah, you but could maybe fake I that, mean, but... she she may have not known it was her husband though. Like Ooh. he could have been doing Ooh. it and not her not knowing it. Ooh, you're right. That'd be real low down if he did that. That would and be scaring. But I mean, I mean, there's we know there's low down people in the world. <laughs> yeah, they did know the nicknames. Yeah, they did know a lot. It could be. You always be bringing in the stuff at the last minute that I don't ever think of, and then I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I'm like, you're right, you're right. It could be. So, more reasons to doubt them would be a later investigation on the boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all jacked up. Like, I'm not even going to be able to read it. So, another reason to doubt them is that later, a later investigation of, like, all this stuff going on. Mm Mm-hmm. They found out that someone on the boulevard mm-hmm. had received a letter from the watcher around the same time as the Broaddus family. So a second house 
family on that same block uh-huh. also got a letter from the watcher. Just like the previous owners of 657 Boulevard, that family had lived in the house for years and never had a problem. 23. Hmm? I said, yeah, 23 years. Yeah. So, like, this family They're lived like, there forever. Oh, They're like, well, what? okay, throw it away again. <laughs> they threw it away, too. So, if the Broadduses wanted a movie deal, why would they send a letter to another household to, like, if that was the reasoning behind it, like, why would they do that and pull some of the attention away from them? Yeah. Whenever, for the movie deal, they wanted to be all about them. Mm-hmm. So, you never know. What makes this case so crazy is the small number of suspects that they have and the small amount of evidence that they have. Like... <laughs> well, I'm hungry. I don't know if y'all heard that, but... My stomach was like. I don't thought. I don't thought a freaking <laughs> lion was coming around the corner. I was like, ah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. But like this, this case is crazy because like, there's like no evidence. There was that little speck of DNA from a woman, but it could have been from whoever they got the envelope from. Uh-huh. It could be somebody in that person's family. That touched the envelopes and, like, you just don't know. And it wasn't Abby, so I don't know who the woman is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and since this case is so new, we could still find out who the watcher is. Like, I hope we do. And in 2019, July of 2019, they finally sold 657 Boulevard for $959,000. Oh, a lot cheaper. Yeah. They lost, took a loss of, like, $400,000. So they sold it for $400,000 less than they bought it. But somebody finally was like, yeah, we'll take it. And as of right now, there haven't been any reports from the new owners receiving letters from the watcher. So I'm almost like someone didn't want them there, I think. Because now these new owners, it's been two years and there's no letters. There aren't any letters. It was like, and I feel like it was somebody that was bigger up because the board wouldn't let them split the lot. It's like somebody's attached to that house. Mm-hmm. They didn't want this new family coming in. They saw them start renovating it. There was a letter that was sent to the people selling the house. Who knows what it said? And uh, it almost feels like some like M. Night Shyamalan, The Village type stuff. Oh, where they yeah. all lived in that village and they all knew that the monsters were fake. Sorry if you haven't seen The Village, but it's been out for like 25 years, so. I haven't seen it either, but I'm just like, yeah. You haven't? Nope. Girl, well, I'll tell you about it after the podcast. It's good. It's good. You know I don't like that. What? You tell me stuff about Well, you should have seen it by now. This was like the first movie you made. Well, you're gonna forget. No, I never forget. Okay, well, (laughs) The Village, I mean, I've done told you. Like, that's the M. Night Shyamalan thing. He's always a twist. I done told the twist. So, yeah, y'all. Sorry. Sorry about it. But anyway, it just feels like people are in on it. Trying to keep them from the house. And now that somebody else owns it, they're like, all right, our job is done. So, I hope we find out who it is. But that is the story of The Watcher. 657 Boulevard. 657 Boulevard. 657 Boulevard.
<laughs> Six fifty seven Boulevard. I keep saying Fullabard. Fullabard. So that is my story, and I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope that we can do an update one day and say they caught the watcher, but probably not, because <laughs> they slick. They slick with it. So if you have any questions, comments, requests, opinions, you can email us at a million murders at gmail.com. Log us on Instagram at a million murders and also on Facebook. If you go on Instagram, follow us. I said like. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram and you shall see pictures of cases that we cover so you can get a visual of what we're talking about. Yes. And the people that we're talking about. Yes. So, thank you for tuning in. We hope you come back for A, a Million, million More. more. Hmm.